Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you, as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week two and previewing the week three waiver wire for fantasy football in 2021. Back again. This time it's episode 158. Got a piece of news to talk about. Got reactions. Got waiver wire. The top five waiver wire picks that are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. And it's going to be a good show as always, giving you these quick hitting shows twice a week to get you prepared for your fantasy matchups. So I hope your fantasy matchup last week went well. I hope the picks helped you. I hope my takes throughout the offseason have helped you as well. And I'll keep on helping you win your league. So it's going to be fun today. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore at SGF pod for the podcast where you get show updates, all of that. Usually, I mean, shows come out Tuesday, Thursday. If anything changes, Twitter will be where you'll know first. But this is coming out on Tuesday, of course. And the next one should be coming out on Thursday, as always. And so, yeah, we're going to get into it. News, reactions, waiver wire. Let's get started right away with some news. Just one piece of news today, and it's not good. Trey Lance suffered a broken ankle in his week two matchup. He's out for the year. So that's terrible news, of course, for Trey Lance fantasy owners. We never really got a chance for the fantasy managers of Trey Lance to like, I mean, kind of see whether their pick was right or wrong, whether Trey Lance was truly going to break out because the only times we got to see him play were in the rain and then he got injured. So that's got a problem. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo's back. It does make it easy for fantasy analysis because with Jimmy Garoppolo back, we already saw him there with these weapons last season. We know how it's going to go. It's going to be Debo Samuel's show. He probably won't get as many carries as he did last season because the 49ers aren't going to beat him up as much. He didn't seem too content with that, like getting a ton of carries and just like an absolute mass amount of work um, last year. But he'll still get a lot of work in the receiving game. Ayuk will be involved. Kittle will be a top tier tight end. And Garoppolo will probably make some poor decisions, but be an okay quarterback overall. Like we know how this is going to work, but prayers up for Lance. Hopefully he's able to recover. Just tough to see one of the breakouts, potential stars of this year go down so early before getting a chance to show his true talent. All right. After that, that's just the one piece of news. Let's hop into reactions. Let's look at the scoring leaders before Monday night football. And whoa, what happened here? Lamar Jackson. He went, crazy went absolutely crazy um this is he's actually or i'm looking at the 2022 season overall jackson did go crazy he was also actually the qb1 on the week for this week 42.62 fantasy points that's a lot 318 yards three touchdowns through the air 119 and one on the ground lamar is an every week must start but tua tagovailoa working his way into potentially being a must-start with the weapons he's got in this offense. 38.86 fantasy points. He threw for 469 yards and six touchdowns against the uh, the Ravens and led them to a win. He led the Dolphins to a win over Lamar Jackson's performance, and he was fantastic. He should be a key candidate. I mean, he should be competing for your lineups now week in and week out. And most of weeks, he should probably be a viable fantasy starter. I mean, his outlook has really looked great for fantasy so far. Carson Wentz, he tends to throw. He's been throwing for a lot of yards lately. He's still a good streaming option. He was the quarterback three. Joe Flacco had kind of a weird quarterback a QB four game. Um, Jets recovered an onside kick and then eventually ended up winning this one against Cleveland. Guy to keep an eye on. Jared Goff continues to be streamable in spots. He was the QB five. Kyler Herbert Carr or Kyler and Herbert also had pretty good games. Busts on the week. Tom Brady just didn't do much. He really had no weapons whatsoever. And it was really just brutal stuff from Brady. Um, 
overall. I mean, he struggled to put up fantasy points. We really saw not much from him this week. Matt Ryan, there's a problem. I mean, I thought Matt Ryan was going to be really nice in this spot against Jacksonville, and he just wasn't. Something's going wrong, and maybe it's the, like the offensive line's part partial, fault partially, but the Colts have been probably the most disappointing team in the league so far. Jameis, not too great through some picks. Other than that, you know, kind of the usual stuff. Of course, Trey Lance disappointed you, but that was when he went out with the injury. Running backs, the RB1 on the week, Nick Chubb. Three touchdowns against the Jets. He looked great. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Nick Chubb's one of the best pure runners in football. He'll have some multi-touchdown games on the ground. Aaron Jones, good to see a bounce back. He went off. I mean, the Packers are going to have to rely on the run game if Aaron Rodgers just has doesn't have any receivers to throw to. So we can expect more good stuff from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Tony Pollard, interestingly, this was a very quiet week for running backs because Tony Pollard was the RB3 despite scoring under 20 points in PPR leagues. So he didn't even have that crazy of a game, but no other running backs really went off. Like we saw Eckler do fine. CMC was the RB5. He didn't even have that great of a week for you, like in terms of what you were hoping for, probably. Damian Harris, which is a pretty, like, decent week was the RB6 like we didn't really see much out of anything we saw a lot of like decent games out of RBs but not anything crazy outside of Chubb and Aaron Jones which is rare like that that was a strange week for sure RB busts on the week Cordero Patterson just didn't get into the end zone Zeke is just probably going to continue to disappoint you without Dak Prescott Ramondre Stevenson didn't do too much Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert kind of split carries and neither of them did that great. And then Derrick Henry, just uh 12 yards and a touchdown. Um, or actually, wait, no, never mind. This is not Derrick Henry didn't disappoint you. This is Monday night football. He this that game's on right now. He currently has 12 yards and a touchdown when I'm recording this. So apologies for that. You know what? That's a pretty good start. Maybe he could be really good. Jonathan Taylor just didn't get into the end zone against Jacksonville. He's still in must start. But yeah, it's a disappointing week from him as well. Wide receivers. Wide receiver one on the week. Guys, the top two wide receivers on the week were from the same team. Both of them dropped over 40 points in PPR. Of course, it was Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle who combined. They combined for 361 yards and four touchdowns on 22 catches. That's unbelievable. Both of these guys should be starting for you. I think Hill's the better option. I was preaching that Tyreek Hill would not see a fantasy drop off after heading to Miami. And this is why he is going nuts to start the season already. And I mean, I hope you didn't fade him because he's a great talent. Amon Ross St. Brown, Washington's defense just could not stop him. He was the wide receiver three near 40 fantasy points as well. He's, I mean, a guy I didn't really like hype up as much as I should have. That was a big mistake. He's just putting up the same great production that he was last year. Not very much drop off at all. Cooper Cup was being Cooper Cup. Garrett Wilson had a breakout game against Cleveland, two touchdowns. He might end up being the wide receiver one in this offense, potentially. I mean, he's a really good receiver, maybe limiting Elijah Moore's fantasy value a little bit, something to monitor. We got to see a good Christian Kirk game. He was a guy I was high on this offseason, so that's fun to watch. Mike Williams had his explosive Mike Williams game. Mari Cooper got back on track against the Jets. Drake London, good to see another guy I was high on do well as well, finishing as the wide receiver nine. And Curtis Samuel with the wide receiver 11, Aguilar is the wide receiver 10, but Samuel continuing a nice little breakout run that he's had where he's just been getting hyper-targeted. It looks like he's just fine heading back from his injury. Busts, Mike Evans got ejected and didn't do that well. Devontae Adams outside of a touchdown didn't do much. Same with Alan Lazard. Um, Other than that, Robbie Anderson kind of had a disappointing week two after his great week one, but so he's going to still remain pretty risky uh aj green didn't do much 
I'm looking at Traylon Burks already has three catches against Buffalo. Watch out. Maybe he's going to have a huge week. Again, this is recorded before Monday night football. Just not much though from DK Metcalf as well. Probably going to be just inconsistent with the inconsistent quarterback play in Seattle. Tight ends, tight end one on the week, Mark Andrews, 25.7 fantasy points per game or in that game. Good stuff from him. He's going to continue to be elite. Darren Waller, Zach Ertz, Mike Kosicki, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. They also had good games. So, you know, uh, some of these guys, some of those guys like uh, Everett, he's now turning into a very good weekly streaming option. Higby had a decent game, a guy to look at as a dart throw. Kasicki might not have consistent target shares because, I mean, two or three for so many yards in that game. That's why pretty much everybody in that offense was good. But he's still got to watch out for. And Ertz now is also interesting. He had a high workload. Same with Waller, who kind of bounced back as well. TJ Hawkinson didn't do too well. It's just going to be hard to consistently find targets in this Lions offense when you've already got guys like Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Chark, DeAndre Swift as well to throw to. Dawson Knox didn't do anything crazy. OJ Howard, he ran six routes in week one and caught two touchdowns. So if, uh, he was obviously going to fall off, but in case you fell for it, he only had one catch. Dalton Schultz suffered an injury, but he, before that, he wasn't doing much either. So something to keep an eye on as well is that injury. And then Kyle Pitts, just a dis- that's the main storyline. Big disappointing start to the season for Kyle Pitts and also Cole Komet. I think Komet's going to bounce back. I would think Pitts is going to bounce back, which is really, really strange how he started this season. But maybe you want to buy low because he's such a great talent. I mean, maybe there's people who are panic selling him. I'm not really sure. But take a keep an eye out for that. We'll probably do trade talk later in the week, actually. I'm just realizing on the show. Uh, so, yeah, Kyle Pitts might be a guy to watch out for. Go buy low in fantasy. Let's move on to waiver wire before we wrap this up. Excuse me. I have a bit of a cold, unfortunately, but it's getting better. That's good. They're, these guys are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. Top guy, Gerald Everett. He had a good week at tight end this week and last week. So he's a guy, if you need some tight end uh, help, which a lot of teams do, a guy to pick up. Daryl Williams, James Connor's status is now uncertain for next week. Williams in the starting role could be very valuable in a high-octane Arizona offense. He's my number two guy. Number three, Sterling Shepard. I don't know how this dude already got back from an Achilles injury and got 10 targets last week, but he did. So he's a guy to keep an eye on, maybe a wide receiver streaming option in a good matchup. Logan Thomas, tight end four, got into the end zone. Wentz is liking to throw it to him. There's a lot of weapons there, but I mean, in these games against poor defenses, he's a good streaming option. And then Mark Ingram. If Alvin Kamara doesn't play, Ingram got 10 carries last week. Could get some work again. Those are your guys for waiver wire. So that wraps up the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to follow on Twitter at SGF pod at Calvin underscore SGF. All of that. Thanks for listening. I'll be back later in the week. As always, don't miss it. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time.